Hi, this is Pastor David Cooper. Thank you for joining my podcast. I pray that the Word of God will be a blessing to you. I also want to ask you to share the podcast with others. Together, we can make an impact in people's lives as we introduce them to the Word of God. Thank you for your partnership and ministry of the Mount Perrin family and our outreach. I pray that the Word of God will be a blessing to you today. As we look at the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we're going to look at one of the most intriguing and interesting of the gifts, the gift of healing. Here in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7 through 9, Paul the Apostle writes, Now to each one, to each person, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit gifts of healing by that one Spirit. Our greatest need in life is good health. We invest more in health care than anything else. We need to be healthy in order to be happy in life. While we live in an imperfect world with imperfect bodies, God gives us the gift of healing. Healing occurs both naturally and spiritually. Paul reminds us that our bodies are imperfect. He says in Romans chapter 8, verse 23, we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. Today, we have the redemption of our souls, but our bodies are still imperfect, and we're longing for that day in eternity for the redemption of our bodies. But even though we're living in an imperfect world and our bodies are imperfect, God is a God of healing. And we see God revealed in the Bible as our healer. The Old Testament records 30 cases of divine healing and the New Testament records 38 cases. God revealed himself to his people when they came out of Egypt as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals you in Exodus 15, 26. So God himself is revealed in the scripture as our healer. And then when Jesus, the Son of God, came into this world, he came as the great physician. One-fifth of the content of the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, deal with Jesus' healing ministry as our great physician. His ministry is summed up early by Matthew in Matthew 4 and 23 when it says, Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. He was teaching the word of God, proclaiming good news, and all of that was confirmed by healing illnesses and diseases of a variety of types. Luke, who gives us the gospel of Luke and the book of Acts, he sums up Jesus' ministry by saying how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went about doing good and healing all who are under the power of the devil because God was with him, Acts 10, 38. And Jesus continues his healing ministry through the church, the body of Christ. So think about that. Jesus came into the world and took on a body. The word became flesh, John 1 and 14 says. And now Jesus is at work in the world through his spiritual body, the church. The spiritual gift of healing is Christ working through the church. Jesus is present in the church and works through his church, which is also his body. Think of that. We are the body of Christ. Each one of us is a part of it. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 12 and 27. And through the ministry of the church and the world and preaching and caring for others, the Holy Spirit brings an anointing and the healing of Jesus continues through the church. We don't have the gift. We don't have the power to heal. 
but it's a gift of the Spirit that flows through believers as we're obedient to pray for people and to preach the gospel. So the church is a healing community. We are here as a place of healing. We are here as a people of healing. We're not ever here to hurt people. And sometimes religious people that are very judgmental and harsh and overbearing, they fail to understand that the church is the body of Christ on earth, that we too should go about doing good and healing all who are oppressed, who are all, as Luke said, under the power of the devil, dealing with so many spiritual issues and even physical and medical issues, psychological pain. The church is the healing community of Christ in the world. So we as the church and God's people are instructed to pray for the sick and to trust Jesus to do the healing work. Now we can pray for people, but we can't heal them. We don't heal, God does. We pray and believe God and trust him to do the work. And many doctors will even tell you that they don't heal. They merely treat illnesses, but only God can heal. The same is true of the church. We can't heal anyone. No person walks around who has claim to the healing gift. But we're open for the Holy Spirit to exercise that gift through the church as we pray for people and trust him. And it is true that some people operate in that gift more than others. God also has designed the human body to release natural healing agents to counteract disease, which is an amazing thing about the way God created us. We have natural antibodies. So our bodies are designed to restore itself and to recover itself, but it has limited capacity to do that. We often use medicines to help the body facilitate its natural healing power, but it is the body itself that counteracts the disease. The medicines are only kind of jump-starting the body or assisting the body. So natural healing is also divine healing. Sometimes people separate these concepts, but natural healing is divine healing because God made the body to heal itself and to repair itself. And all the medicines that we develop are from the earth. They are from the world God created. If you think about medicine, it comes just out of the dirt of the ground, out of the tree barks. I remember recently a member of our church after I had talked about healing and health and they were from Africa. And he said, you know, growing up there years ago, he said, a lot of the medicines we had were just from the natural elements, from the tree and from the soil, which is where we get all the modern medicines. So there's no sense in making a difference between natural healing and divine. It's all divine healing. Everything in the planet is here because God created the power of the body to heal itself is the way God designed us. So the use of medicine is very important in healing because all of it comes from God. So if you've gotten confused between that and think there's a difference of trusting God and using medicine, no, that's not true. The medicine is a gift from God. It comes from everything God created. God gave us the ability to even understand how to formulate those medicines. And the medicines assist the body in its healing process. But the ministry of prayer for healing is also important. And here we learn that the Holy Spirit gives gifts of healing. Think about that plural, different types of healings that come through the Holy Spirit invading a person, doing a miraculous work. The Bible tells us how we can minister to the sick through the prayer of faith. Now, the book of James ends by telling us about the prayer of faith and why prayer is important in healing. In James chapter 5, he writes, beginning with verse 13 and following, Is any among you sick? Let them call the elders, and that means leaders of the church, to pray over them. The elders of the early church 
They could, apostles call themselves elders. They could be the pastor. They could be a lay leader in the church. Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and to anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. Look at that. You see, we pray, God does the healing. The Lord will raise them up. We don't raise them up. The Lord will raise them up. If they've committed sin, they will be forgiven. Sometimes there can be a sin associated with the disease. Or perhaps they just came for healing, but now they're also at a place where they confess their sins and receive Jesus. So they're healed spiritually and physically. Now, I love this verse 16. Therefore, confess your sins to each other. He's talking about us as Christians in the church. The word sins there is faults. It's not the normal word for sin. Your flaws, your mistakes. Be open and honest with each other. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Now, we go back through this challenge given to us, and we see several important aspects in ministering to others in prayer and trusting the Holy Spirit to give the gift of healing. First of all, call for the elders, people that are spiritually mature, people that have a walk with God. So the apostles, Peter calls himself a fellow elder in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 1 and following. An elder is a lay leader in a church. We read about elders in churches. There are elders in the Old Testament. The pastor of the church is an elder, ordained ministers. So he says, anyone of you sick, call for those in the church in spiritual leadership, men and women, people of faith. In other words, take that step of faith. If you're battling illness today, the most important thing you could do is call the church, call for the elders, and ask God for help. Always do what the Bible says. That's one of the quickest ways to getting every problem solved in life. Everything in the scripture is there for a reason. And sometimes we don't have the faith to be healed, so we need to put ourselves around people that do have the faith. So call for the elders to anoint the sick with oil. The oil represents the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, oil was used to anoint kings and the priest. Oil was used with its medical properties. And some have even looked at this passage as oil could also be used like in massaging and therapeutic oils. But here we believe that the oil reference is of a sacrament where we take the oil and anoint a person in the name of Jesus. And the oil represents the Holy Spirit because healing comes from the Holy Spirit as a gift of the Holy Spirit. And it reminds a person of receiving prayer. We're looking to God for healing. Anoint the sick with oil. Third, pray in faith. It says the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. That is a powerful statement. How powerful prayer to God in faith is. When you call upon the Lord in faith, there's power. He says the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. When you pray in faith, it gives them faith and it gives them hope. You can never get better if you don't have hope. When people lose hope, their body actually begins to deteriorate. Depression is utter hopelessness. When people are battling disease, it's easy to give up hope. And when people are going through treatments, it's easy to lose hope. And then when the body has no hope and the mind has no hope, 
The physical health degenerates. We've documented scientifically over and over in studies that when a patient is hopeful that they're going to get better, they respond better to treatment. They respond better to medicines. Hope is crucial in healing. So when you pray for somebody in faith and anoint them with all, they realize there's going to be divine power and God is at work. It raises their level of faith and hope and that helps them recover. Fourth of all, he says, the Lord will raise them up. And that's so important that we pray and lead the results to God. And sometimes people, well-meaning, get so caught up in prayer, they almost think the louder they pray or the harder they pray, the more it's going to work. But that's not true because you can't raise a person up. You can't make a person well, and neither can I. Prayer is not a work where we're just trying to work and make it happen ourselves. Now, that's the opposite of faith. It's a complete release of sickness to God. And the person who is sick say, Lord, we're looking to you on you alone. And God promises the Lord will raise them up. The same way the miracles of Jesus, when he would just raise people up and he would touch them and speak to them. The Lord does the work. Remember, Jesus said, if two or three gather together in my name, there am I in the midst. And when two or three of us come together and we pray over somebody, Jesus is right there. The Lord will raise them up. Then he reminds all of us, confess your faults, because truth and therapy and healing and honesty always travel the same path. Healing happens in a very genuine environment. And people should be able to come to the church and know that they can trust people. And if they go to the elders of the church, if they go to the pastor, they go to a person of faith, they know that they can confess anything and that they're going to keep their confidentiality. So when you have the opportunity to minister to people and they tell you something about their illness or they tell you about even faults in their life or failures, never tell that to anybody. Hold that as a sake. That is a sacred trust. And find people where you can confess your faults, where you can be genuine. We call that psychosomatic illnesses sometimes when there's this painful material repressed in the unconscious mind and it has a debilitating effect. Confess your faults and your fears. Find people that love you that you can just be gut level honest with. It will help you. I'm a licensed therapist, and I know that when people can sit with me, and I'm not going to judge them, they can tell me anything, they can vent if they want to, and I've had all kind of things said in private, and I encourage them, let it out. I don't think any worse of you. I love you just like you are. We all go through it. It's very therapeutic when people can get down to the real stuff in their life. And James is reminding us that in a healing community, in the church is a safe place. People don't gossip. They don't, they don't divulge your secrets. And when people can be gut level honest, it's an indispensable element for their health. Their faults, their fears, their frustrations, their anger, confess your faults and then pray for each other. Don't judge each other. Don't tell people they shouldn't feel that way. Just pray for each other. Take all of the stuff that's pent up and give it to God and allow the gift of healing. See, the gift of healing is for your mind as well. The gift of healing is for your emotions as well. The gift of healing is for your relationships as well. Even in marriage, confess your faults. Confess when you make mistakes. Say, I'm sorry. And then pray for each other. Your marriage will be stronger. In your friendship, you have a falling out with somebody. Confess your faults. Say, I'm sorry. Pray together. Healing is more than just the body. It's a lot more than it's the total person. The gifts of healing that come from the Holy Spirit go into operation when we follow the formula and we pray the prayer of faith. Today, if you're battling illness in your life, I'd like to pray for you 
If you're battling emotional issues, maybe you're anger, angry, you're anxious, you're depressed, you've been hurt, you've been betrayed by someone. There's tension in your relationships. As I pray the prayer of faith for you, open your heart and say, Lord Jesus, I receive your healing today. Father, I thank you and praise you that you are still Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. I praise you, Lord Jesus, that you are the great physician. And in this teaching time, we have gathered together in your presence and you are here. And I pray for every person today, whatever their illness is, whatever their dis-ease is, in their emotions, in their mind, in their relationships, in their body, some battling difficult disease. I pray the prayer of faith for them today and believe you to heal them, to restore them, and to raise them up in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for sharing this time with me in the Word. Do me a big favor. I want you to go and subscribe to the sermon podcast and get as many of your family and friends to subscribe. These 15 minutes in the Word and also my messages on Sunday, the Word of God will make such a powerful effect in people's lives. Psalm 107 verse 20 said, He sent His Word and healed them and delivered them from all of their destructions. And when you give the gift of the Word of God, even by sharing these messages, you're giving to people a tremendous blessing. I want to thank you for your partnership in ministry. I want to thank you for your support of the church. So many of you that come every Sunday for all the services you're able to make on campus, many of you that worship around the country and around the world. Thank you for your financial support, tithing and giving to support the work of the ministry so that you and I together continue to give the world hope in Christ. I want you to know something. I pray for you every day and pray for God's best in your life. I love you. I'm praying for you. And I'm looking forward to seeing you and your family in church this Sunday. Have a great day. Thank you for joining me today as we've shared together the Word of God. Let me ask you to download the Mount Perrin Church app today so that we can stay connected and you can see all the great services and resources available for you and your family. Follow me on social media and also the Mount Perrin Church family. I look forward to seeing you in church to worship on campus and online. God bless you. Have an incredible day.